Why is listening to one parent talk about having sex with the other so revolting? I'm C. Gabriel. Welcome to Guess the God. Brand new episodes and lots of extra stuff will be available beginning August 2022. But for now, here's an episode from a SagaCraft podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Why is listening to one parent talk about having sex with the other so revolting? I thought I would be cool with it. I'm sex positive. I can talk about anything. I'm the gatekeeper for the dead. I look at atrocious sins for a living. But no, I never want to think about my parents having sex. It's disgusting. I've heard the stories, of course. First from my aunt Isis when I was a tween and she's worried that Osiris, whom I call Uncle Dad, might have been cheating on her. She trusted him, but was worried that in his significant lust, he might be duped again. Of course, between his exposure only to the recently deceased and her possession of the necessary organ, this isn't going to happen. She really just needed to talk about the sadness and jealousy that she felt when my mom, her sister, Nephthys disguised herself as Aunt Isis in order to seduce Uncle Dad. She wasn't sad and jealous of the sex, of course. Aside from Hera, whose real motives are around respect and honoring commitment, immortals are generally not concerned with fidelity. Monogamy is only valuable as a sacrifice of time and experience for the sanctity of intimate depth and fulfillment. When you literally have all the time in the world and can create limitless depth and fulfillment, It's not so much a sacrifice as pointless deprivation. And as deities, we do have obligations to our single worshipers. Plus, how jealous can you really be of your sister having sex with your brother? Anyway, the point is, she was sad and jealous about potential children, or in mom's case, me. She'd always wanted a child, but Uncle Dad was hesitant. He had had a series of dreams that led him to believe that he wouldn't live long enough to raise one. He didn't want to leave Anne Isis as a single parent. It's a lot of work, and she already has so much on her plate with her career. She told him that if push came to shove, she'd be honored to raise his child. She didn't really believe he would die. He's an immortal and the god of fertility and agriculture. Clearly, he will always come back. She figured that he was just spending too much time watching the fields and had started to identify with the crows, or the crops, or the crows and the crops. He always had such mixed feelings about sending the birds away hungry. So, mom's pregnancy felt unfair to Aunt Isis. As goddess of the night, unconscious, and beer, mom was fully within her domain to simply get Uncle Dad rip-roaring drunk. And Isis, on the other hand, as goddess of consciousness, enlightenment, and positive role modeling, there was no way inebriated seduction fit nicely into her online profile. And dad, sorry, Set, was furious. Just kidding. Mom wanted him to be furious at having to raise another man's child, but actually he didn't care at all. As a deity who specialized in confusion, it was an act of worship to him. He got that energetic boon. It's like eating for us, but I won't go into that now. Dad, I mean, Set was thrilled. It's not what mom wanted, but it's what mom got. And maybe that and the unconscious thing played a role into dad's promotion. You've probably heard the story. 
there was a big family to do. And dad said, had a beautiful casket made especially for Uncle Dad, Osiris. He made a big deal of giving it to whomever it fit. Lots of people tried it on. I know what you're thinking here. But bear in mind that our parties went on for days. Everyone had been drinking like it was a full-time job with random, spontaneous napping for at least 72 hours. And truth be told, chemistry can't hold a candle to our herbs. It's like people forget that drugs are made of natural substances. Just abuse the inhabitants of your garden long enough for them to vow vengeance through unpleasant side effects. And congratulations, you had converted an admittedly sometimes foul-tasting herb into a pricey drug. To my mind, anal leakage is a high price to pay for avoiding bitterness. Just eat some honey. To be fair, there are a few exceptions and some of them are brilliant. Nothing is black and white except black and white. So, Dad eventually convinced Uncle Dad to get into the coffin. The moment he did, Dad slammed the lid shut, grabbed the box, and took off, earning himself the title of God of Chaos, which he very much preferred to his earlier moniker, hyper-focusing workaholic magician god with off sense of humor. Aunt Isis was pissed. She screamed a nearly incoherent lecture on brotherly love for a good 20 minutes past the point where Dad could actually hear her. Then the crows came, bearing bits of, well, Uncle Dad. Most people were still pretty drunk, so the birds had to caw it out. Osiris! Osiris! Before people picked up that this was their gift. The gift of Osiris. But once they did get it, there was turmoil. Anisis grabbed her purse and followed the trail, picking up the pieces without a thought to the condition of her favorite handbag. Mom took off after her, trying to figure out what the proper etiquette is when apologizing to your sister for your husband brother vivisecting your brother-in-law brother with whom you are additionally in love. Eventually, she decided to say nothing and just gather parts. The two of them wandered the whole valley, collecting Uncle Dad. In the end, they found 42 pieces and reassembled 41 of them so that Uncle Dad could get his promotion and go rule the underworld. And Isis kept the 42nd piece. She says it's the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Thanks to what she calls number 42, 10 months later, she gave birth to my half-brother cousin Horus. People say Horus avenged Osiris by taking back the throne from Set. But honestly, magician and king are very different. Dad really just wanted to get back to his spell craft, triple entendres, and in-jokes. It also averted the politically awkward problem of which of us, Horus or I, should go work with Uncle Dad in the underworld. With Horus as king, I just naturally slid into my job assisting Uncle Dad without contest. Well, some people yelled nepotism, but you've probably already picked up on the idea that we have a pretty different cultural idea about appropriate family values. So, the other day, I'm here doing my job as gatekeeper in the Amduat, Uncle Dad's underworld domain, when one of my mom's worshippers shows up with a shirt of grief struck through her heart. Mott tells me her scale is so close to balance that I should ask around so others can weigh in. We'd hate to let Amit eat an innocent person, plus he's super cranky when you wake him. Besides, between politics and pandemics, he's really been putting on weight. I asked the moral if there's anyone she'd like me to speak to about her life, and she tells me to call mom. Mom and I hug each other and catch up for a few minutes, then mom notices her follower and screams. 
She jumps up and rips the shard from the mortal's heart. For a moment, I'm relieved. Amit can go on snoring in the corner. But then mom starts talking. No, she screams to the woman. My erotic grief was never yours to bear. Cast off the burden of my lust for Osiris, the memories of him taking me, entering me as a snake into the river. I can't go on, but she did. She went on and on and on. It was horrible. I'm a god. I'm a gatekeeper. I'm an immortal being who determines the fate of the dying. But I never, ever, ever went to hear about my parents having sex. Ahmed and I have agreed on a hand signal. From now on, whenever one of my parents' followers arrive, I'm waking him in advance. And he's going to stand guard, so that they so much as infer a conjugal relationship between my mom and Uncle Dad. He can do his culinary magic while I cover my ears. I thought I could talk about, hear about anything. And I can. Anything but that. And special thanks to the fantastic Zoe Magic for her phenomenal editing skills.